Hello, hello, hello. This is the Vanilla JavaScript Podcast. I'm Chris Ferdinandi. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, I'm talking about why applying for jobs sucks so bad. So, um, just a lot of folks don't know this, but um, before I was a web developer, I actually started my career in human resources. Um, and I spent most of that time working in career development, specifically helping engineering-oriented folks uh, learn how to write better resumes, find their next job, um, actually get through the hiring process, interview guidance, things like that. Um, and my time in HR gave me a really interesting, um, quote unquote, behind the scenes look at how the hiring process works. Um, and so I have a little bit of how the sausage was made kind of knowledge uh, that definitely helps me when I'm applying for jobs. And I like to share that with folks whenever I can. Um, so first, just a little bit of history. Before the internet, if you wanted to apply for a job, you had to browse through job listings in the local paper and physically mail in a resume. It was a time-consuming and friction-filled process, and as a result, companies received a pretty manageable amount of applicants for jobs. The web makes it absurdly easy to find and apply for jobs. I remember when Monster.com launched. It was a huge deal for both job seekers and employers because... Suddenly, listing your job became a lot easier, and um, finding people became a lot easier, and applying for jobs became a lot easier. It was a huge win. Um, and, uh, you know, like these days, you can search by keyword for jobs anywhere in the world and then apply for them with just a few clicks. You can save your resume and blast it off to a bunch of places. And originally, this was absolutely awesome. You could find the perfect job, employers could access a larger pool of applicants. And then the economy got bad. Um, suddenly, businesses were getting flooded with hundreds or thousands of resumes. People were desperate for work. Many weren't really qualified for the roles they were applying for, but the process is so frictionless, they sent their resumes in anyways. There's no way a recruiter could actually sort through all of those resumes. So people built software to do it for them. An applicant tracking system, or ATS, is a piece of software uh, that HR professionals use that collects and tracks resumes. Its most powerful feature is automatically filtering resumes. Recruiters can provide keywords for a role or a job, and the ATS, or Applicant Tracking System, scans resumes for those keywords and tries to determine how good of a match the, for the job the person is. If the ATS doesn't think you're a close enough match, your resume never gets seen by a real person. Even if you make it through the ATS, a recruiter may only look at your resume for a few seconds. Depending on the role and the company, hundreds of resumes might still make it through the ATS. The role you're applying for may be one of dozens that a recruiter is responsible for. One study found that your resume will only get looked at for about six seconds, uh, unless the recruiter really likes it and wants to dig in a little bit deeper. Your resume has an absurdly difficult task. First, it has to make it past the applicant tracking system and get seen by a real person. Then it has to convince that person in just six seconds to keep reading instead of putting it back in the stack. Here's the good news. Now that you know how this process works, you can design for it. So let's talk about that. There's a good chance that you have an objective section at the top of your resume. It probably says something like this. 
seeking a role as a front-end developer where I can utilize my talents and skills to fulfill the goals of your organization. And what you're really saying with something like that is I'm looking for whatever job you have that's available. It's the same thing that um, everyone puts on their resume. It's the first thing the recruiter sees, and it tells them absolutely nothing about why they should keep reading. You have, let's say on average, five to 10 seconds to grab their attention and get them to keep reading. Your resume is not to um, get you hired. It's just to get your foot in the door. So what I recommend is that you replace your objective with what I call a summary of qualifications. This is a short blurb that summarizes why you're such a kick-ass developer. Ideally, it's one or two sentences followed by a short bulleted list of skills. Uh, so here's an example. Uh, I'm a front-end developer who specializes in responsive web design. Skills and experience include mobile-first responsive web design, HTML and CSS, native JavaScript and jQuery, uh, SAS and uh, SCSS, Gulp, Git, and Travis CI web performance. A summary of qualifications shows recruiters why they should keep reading past the six-second mark. Each skill or area of expertise you point out should be supported later in the resume. So this is not the place to put a bunch of details. This is literally just a summary that says, here's all the stuff I can do. Um, here's why you should keep reading. Most resume templates have their education right up at the top. Um, and the thing is, no one cares. Seriously, unless you have like a PhD in computer science, then people probably do care, but you should still put your education at the end, even if that's the case. What you know is important, but what you've done with what you know matters so much more. You want to get your experience front and center as quickly as possible. Along those same lines, you should focus on outcomes, not responsibilities. So it's pretty common to see things like this under job experience on a resume. I know HTML5, CSS3, and mobile-first responsive web design. I have experience in accessibility and progressive enhancement, uh, responsible for unit testing and QA. So what? Everyone else who applied for this role has done those things too. Tasks make you an expense. Outcomes make you an asset that adds value to the organization. You want to show the recruiter why those things matter by talking about the value you created for clients or the organizations that you worked at. Um, and here are some examples of that. Um, so uh, maybe I have experience with RWD uh, and I've done responsive web design at an animal rescue organization. I might put something like redesigned animal rescue organization's website to be mobile friendly, resulting in a 100% increase in online donations. Um, or maybe I know web performance optimization. Uh, so I might write made web performance optimizations to big university website, decreasing page load time by 500%. One easy way to remember this, every time you add an experience to your resume, imagine you have like a little parrot sitting on your shoulder asking, so what? What if you don't have numbers or data for your experience? That's fine. You can still show impact without numbers. Um, for example, um, integrated the MailChimp API into Acme Corporation's content management system, reducing the amount of time they spend cross-publishing content 
on their site each week. Now, I haven't added any specific numbers here. I didn't mention the amount of time they actually reduce, but I know that's a thing that happened because they no longer have to publish things twice and go to a separate website. They publish once, they hit post, shows up. I've saved them time. You should also summarize the work that you did above your list of specific experiences and outcomes. For each project or role on your resume, you'll end up with a list of experiences and their outcomes. Above that list, add a short one or two sentence summary of your work. Uh, so here's a slightly outdated example that used to be on my own resume. Save the pets, rescues, abandoned dogs, and places them in safe, loving homes. I redesigned their entire website to be mobile friendly. And then I get into the specific things I did for them as a bulleted list. Uh, so uh, built on a responsive mobile first grid, the site scales beautifully from small screens to big ones. Since the redesign, mobile traffic grew from just 9% of all traffic to 52%, um, for example. Uh, another really, really, really important thing that a lot of folks miss uh, is that you want to customize your resume for every role that you apply to. Remember, recruiters use an ATS that screens your resume against keywords. Oftentimes, the recruiter sourcing candidates isn't technical themselves. And as a result, they'll often just pull in the keywords they use directly um, from the job description. Many times, they won't use synonyms or alternative words with similar meaning simply because they don't know any better. Now that you know this, you can hack the process. When describing your experiences, pull your language directly from the job description. Do not get creative. So for example, if the job description says experience with responsive web design and you have experience with that, write built a website using responsive web design and not built a website using mobile first RWD. Don't assume that mobile first RWD will match against keywords in the ATS or that the recruiter will know that they're the same thing. As a caveat, I'm sure this goes without saying, but only list experiences if you actually have them. You might trick the ATS, but eventually the recruiter or hiring manager will figure out that you don't have the experience you said you did. And to be honest, recruiters talk. They'll tell each other about you. Your summary of qualifications up at the top of your resume, that should get customized too. Um, so I kind of have a template resume that has all of my uh, experiences on it. And then I delete out or reword things in it for each job that I apply to. Uh, so if I was applying for a role that talked about JavaScript frameworks, um, you know, I might use something like um, a front-end developer specializing in custom JavaScript development. Uh, skills and experience include, uh, and you know, I'd list some of the the things specifically around JavaScript, command line, um, unit testing, um, things of that nature web performance. If I was applying for a different role that was focused on building an internal design system, my summary might say a front-end developer specializing in internal design systems. Skills and experience include. And then I would front-load those skills with CSS frameworks and style guides, HTML and CSS, SAS and SCSS before I start getting into the JavaScript stuff. Remember, the goal of this section is to get the recruiter to read your resume for more than six seconds. You wanna make sure as many uh, direct links as possible exist between your skills and the role that they're hiring for. You also wanna keep it short. Uh, you may have heard that resumes should always be one page. That is wrong. 
For someone straight out of college, maybe. But if you have any amount of experience, it's okay to go on to that second page. And you don't have to fill up the entire second page either. It's not like you have to be one page or two pages both full. You can go like half of a second page if you want. That's totally fine. It's way more important that you showcase your experiences and how they match the role. I recommend the one to three guideline. Keep each experience and summary to one to three sentences and keep your resume between one and three pages. What if you have a lot of experience though? Back when I worked in HR, I saw a resume, at least two or three of them that were no lie, 12 pages long. These were very experienced engineers. Recruiters are not going to read that. And most of the experience in a resume that long isn't relevant to the job you're applying for either. If you've been in technology for a while, or if you've just switched careers from another field like I did, I'd recommend only summarizing older or um, irrelevant experiences. So you can do this by simply dropping the bullet points off. So, uh, you know, if I have Save the Pets rescues abandoned dogs and places them in safe, loving homes, I redesigned their entire website to be mobile friendly, and then three to five bullets below, you know, with things I've done there, I would just drop the bullets off and just have that summary. Some additional small details that can make a big difference, and they may seem stupid or unimportant, but when a recruiter gets hundreds of resumes, anything they can use as a filter helps them reduce the number of candidates they have to evaluate. So run a spell check on your resume, always. Have someone proofread it, don't do it yourself. You will absolutely miss things, including grammar quirks and words that are real words, but not the ones you meant. Um, like your versus uh, the hyphenated you are. I personally screw that up all the time. Use past tense. Even for current roles, it makes your resume read a bit more consistently. Um, so anyways, uh, that's it. That was a lot of stuff. Um, if you want to dig more into this specific topic, uh, head over to gomakethings.com slash career dash guide. Um, I have a free career guide I wrote a couple of years back that includes my resume template in it. May be helpful for you. Um, but at any rate, that is it for today. If you want to finally master vanilla JavaScript, head over to vanillajsguides.com and check out my pocket guides and video courses. And as a listener of the show, you can take 30% off with the code podcast at checkout. See you next time. Cheers.